We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Burridge, joined as always by Dusty Evelyn and Sarah Kelleher. Happy Memorial Day, Eve. After, no, not Eve. Whatever. Following day. How you guys doing? Starting off well. Lovely, Steve. Lovely. Yeah. Post Memorial Day. I don't know. That's no. That's right. That is right. Yeah, that sounds better. Mm. Than, yeah. Sarah, are you alive down there? Yeah, I said I was good. Oh, okay. Yeah, whispering. I didn't really hear anything. Uh, did you guys do anything fun for Memorial Day? You know, social distancing at all? You weren't. Hopefully, you weren't at Lake of the Ozarks in the massive pool party. <laughs> uh, my parents have uh, thirty acres and a cabin about a half hour from me. So, you know, we went out there, did some, uh, did a little social distancing picnic. I uh, had a hike. They have a creek, so we kind of, you know, walked around. Ate some stuff, hung out. It was also like 90 degrees for no reason whatsoever, so I just tried not to move as best as I could. So sure. we did that for about two hours, and then the, got home, and the rest of the day just complained about um, how hot we were. So yeah, we had a blast, man. Had a blast. So Dusty, since you are from Kentucky, can you mm-hmm. tell me the difference? What's the difference between a creek and a crick? It's just a matter of where you were raised, I think. Oh, I think okay. technically maybe a crick is smaller. I don't know. I, people <laughs> called things a crick when I was in high school, and I didn't know what that meant. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just it's an accent thing, I believe. 
All right, I just want to make sure. I didn't know if there was some sort of like Kentucky rule that I didn't know about or anything like that. I don't know about it either. I don't think I've ever dug into it. That's a good question, Steve. I'll look yeah. into it. I'll look into it. Hopefully, we'll get some answers tomorrow on Twitter from everybody. So. Hopefully, Sarah, did you do anything fun on Memorial Day weekend? Um, not really. It was storming in Florida the whole weekend, and it's still storming right now as we're recording this podcast. So, um, but it was definitely nice to just kind of relax, catch up on sleep. Um, and even though I've been working remotely, I've been working um, some long days, so it was nice to just kind of chill, watch Netflix. I um, woke up at, I think it, which is really sad to admit, at like 12 <laughs> on Sunday, and I, when I rolled over, I was like, oh, it has to be like 9 o'clock. Like, it's barely bright outside. And it was 12, and it was storming and completely dark <laughs> in my room. So, had a nice, um, though, to just have a weekend to relax and do nothing. I know that I've been doing a lot of that lately in quarantine situation, but um, I know when things start to pick back up again that I'll miss having moments that just were kind of slowed down where I could take a, a deep breath. So I'm trying to look at the bright side and enjoy those days while I can. As Dusty and I will both attest to, uh, screw you because... <laughs> Uh, no children of ours have ever slept, let us sleep until noon. So, I mean, I'm getting the wake-up call, I don't know, 7-ish? What about you, Dusty? I mean, if you're asking me now, I got the wake-up call last night at one thirty, and then at 3 and then at 5. Uh, typically, mm. it's um, typically I can get them until like 8.30, I think. The boy's not sleeping through the night now? No, it was my girl. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She's scared of shadows um, and aliens. So. Oof. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. That is a tough one. Mm-hmm. The aliens are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, listen, they're going to get her sooner or later. I just don't have the heart to break it to her. <laughs> I mean, we have UFO confirmation on Twitter, and nobody cares. Oh, nobody cares. Oh, she was scared. She was like, Daddy, Daddy, the aliens, the aliens. So I showed her the video of the of the UFOs. It didn't help, Steve. did not help. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> Uh, well, around the Per Hatch House, we did lots and lots and lots of yard work over the weekend, and then I uh, I got a slip and slide from the Target, and that was unbelievably fun. We spent the last two days uh, while it was about 80 degrees outside and uh, doing all sorts of fun stuff, and you know, the five-year-old girl loved doing it. The two-year-old had n- wanted nothing to do with it. And, uh, but yeah, it was great. It was kind of like reliving my own childhood where it's like a 20 foot slip and slide. It's got three lanes across and sprinklers all over. Like <laughs> it was outstanding. It's amazing. Again, like I, as I told my neighbors, I'm like, I'm not sure who loved it more if it was me or my daughter, but, uh, we're both digging it right now. So it'll be set up, uh, and next, next weekend, as long as it's warm, we're going to be putting it in the front yard where you have a nice downhill slope. So we're going to get some, uh, some good action to it. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. So lots and lots of fun for Memorial day, uh, a little bit of a grill out, all that kind of good stuff. So we are, uh, we're here. We're jumping into some Packers news, albeit there's really not a lot to talk about. Um, but we do have what a signing of a free agent, seventh round outside land linebacker, Jonathan Garvin signed, from Miami, so that's uh, cool, I guess. Literally, that's all, that's all that we have right now today. That's the but only we were so excited. You would have thought there was some major blockbuster trade that the Packers participated in when we saw this news today. We news, there's news on our day. There's news on our day that we can talk about. Um, 
So yeah, it's it's that time of the year, but we're 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 pushing through. We're sticking with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I still I think we got to kind of talk a little trash because you know since we have traded days, like we have lost out on good good in, like breaking news. Also, like Adrian, what do we say? Adrian Amos is talking tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was talking tomorrow? I think it was Aaron Jones talking tomorrow as well. One other guy. Um, Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, if we would have never traded days with those fools, now technically on the uh, the Thursday podcast, like we would have been great. We would've, we've always would have had content, but no, we were the generous people that traded, and uh, now we're just screwed left and right. But to, to be clear, lovely human beings, but we are also oh, still upset beings. with them. Lovely human beings. Yes. They still stole our day. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they stole our day. Um, but Sarah did come up with a good idea today. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of a breakdown of the Packers schedule and the games that we are most three top three most ex- games we're most excited for, and the three games that we are dreading the most for the Packers 2020 schedule. So we talked a little bit earlier, and Dusty said he always likes to start with the bad news first. <laughs> so we're going to go with the dreading games. Um, so Sarah, we're going to lead off with you. What is one of the games that you are dreading the most for the Packers 2020 schedule? Okay, so one of the games I'm dreading and that I'm really nervous about is Green Bay at New Orleans. I just am really nervous about that game, um, and I don't know. I think it's one that could get out of hand if we don't show up. There's just too many times last year I felt like that on the road, the Packers had all this hype around a big game, and then they just showed up and laid an egg. And I was like, really? I was so excited all se- all season for this game, and you let me down a little bit. Um, and I feel like that one has the potential to do that, to break my heart a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little nervous for that. Obviously, the Saints are a great team, and they have a lot of great players, great wide receivers, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um I'm a little nervous for it. Um, don't necessarily love where it is on the schedule either, but I think it could be in worse spots, so I'm okay with that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. It just makes me nervous when I see that one on the schedule. I'll go my first one, and this is going to sound um, this is going to sound a little weird, and, and I'm going to explain it. Cause I think a lot of people are looking forward to this one, including uh, Sarah, I believe. I'm going to go Week Six Bucks, and it's not it's not the game itself. That's the one thing I've noticed when I was looking. I've not looked at the schedule through this lens before. There's really not a whole lot of games I'm dreading. There's one big one that we're going to talk about, and the rest of them I had to kind of dig for it a little bit. Like, Sarah, the Saints game I think is a, is a good pick. Uh, Saints are a good team, but I'm really excited about that game. I think that's going to be a really fun game. Um, I'm going Bucks less because of the game itself and more because we're – listen, man, we don't know how the football season is going to look next year. We don't know if it's starting on time. We don't know what the fan situation is going to sound like. And we've been hearing about, oh, man, it's Rodgers versus Brady so much already. That's going to reach a fever pitch the closer it gets, and I'm already tired of hearing about it because Tom Brady is 80 years old. Um, as Steve Steve has brought up thousands of times, Brady may not actually be playing in He's that gonna game. He's going to be dead. Yeah. He's going to be dead by then. Yeah. He may not be that good. And also last year when he was – let's see if I'm math – a year younger than he will be this year. The the wheels started falling off around week six. Uh, that's when some of his stats started taking a hit. That's when his arm started to go a little more noticeably. So week six in Tampa, I think the Packers are going to win that game. I'm not dreading it because of that. I don't want the hype, man. I don't want the hype. And then if Brady plays the game, every attempt is three yards down the field. I just, I don't, 
I don't care to hear about it that much, and that's why I'm dreading that game. All right, um, I'm going to start with uh, the Eagles game week 13 at home. Uh, I think the biggest reason is just kind of like flashbacks to last year uh, yeah. where they were 3-0, and they were doing, they were flying high, and then all this kind of crap just started happening, like the – the fan, the like the non-pass interference call at the goal line, and all this kind of stuff, and it's just for me like as soon as I saw them on the schedule, and as soon like a home game, it just kind of it made me feel like itchy a little bit, where it didn't make me feel comfortable. And like you said, Dusty, like I looked through the schedule, and I don't hate a lot of the games. Like there's nothing I'm like, oh my god, I, this is awful. This I don't look, I don't like this at all, but. For me, that was the first one. I mean, we're all going to talk about the one game that we know, yeah. you know, uh, he whose name should not be spoken. Uh, but to me, like, the other one that stood out for the Eagles was just I, I'm i nervous about that. Like, I would want some redemption for the Packers. I would want them to be able to beat Carson Wentz at home and uh, not have it come down to, like, a last-second non-pass interference call. So, And now I feel like I'm – Sounding like a Saints fan, so it's uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty awful. What am I saying? Uh, Sarah, what's your second game you're dreading? Um, I said Vikings at Packers um, just because of where it is on the schedule. Again, I look at the schedule, like you said, and like both of you have said, there isn't anything where I'm like, oh, that's awful, and I just want to shoot it to the sun. But this <laughs> One, again, it was just, and it's right around the same time where we're um, talking about uh, the 49ers and everything, which I know we'll get into later. And it just scares me a little bit because I really, like, any team, I don't like losing, obviously, ever. But if we're going to lose to any team, I hate losing to the Vikings. And then losing at home to the Vikings is probably the worst thing ever. So (laughs) that in itself just kind of creeps me out a little bit. It's also a little bit later into the season, so it, I don't know if, like, some guys are going to be beat up at that point. Like, will we have all our guys? Will everyone be healthy? I mean, you could ask, they could, you could ask the same question for them as well, but you just never know. Um, it's kind of steering towards the middle of the season a bit, so I don't know. I just makes me nervous again, and definitely something that um, I know they had a really good draft, and um, we picked a little more for the future, as we've talked about a lot, so I don't know. I really don't want that – to be the game where we're like, wow, look at what, you know, some of their younger guys are doing, and we didn't really do much. So To, to be fair, the, the Vikings did have a – it appears they had a great draft. They did lose a lot of people on their yeah, defense. Like, I, I, I feel like that's just a, a talking point that is just left off the table. Like, I believe they lost like eight or nine starters total. Yeah, and I think one of the big ones, too, I mean, the defense I know was hit big, but uh, Diggs as well, the loss of Diggs. Justin Jefferson was like, oh, man, Packers got to have Justin Jefferson. Uh, rookie wide receivers don't do a ton traditionally first year, and so they're they're replacing Diggs, who was very, very good, with Jefferson, a rookie. So, yeah, there's there's things like that. It's mm-hmm. All right, Dusty, what you got? Um, again, another one that, like, I'm just – creating it for because we have to pick three uh i'm going week 11 at the colts and it's only because it's only because it kind of what you were talking about with the eagles stuff steve it's a little bit of what happened last year uh in california against uh against the chargers so the colts you know colts got philip rivers this offseason colts do have a very good roster 
Um, the Indianapolis Stadium, this is actually a game I may think about going to just because that's only about three hours for me, and the stadium looks amazing. Um, but it's really just – it's a – yeah. We may, we may have to work this something out there. I just – like four and a half hours I could uh, – I just thought of that for the first something. time right now, Steve. I was not considering going to the game until right now when I was talking about it. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really just Phil Rivers. It's – you know, last year uh, he kind of at times looked like his arm was getting ready to fall off and then just played lights out against the Packers. And part of that, the Packers team just didn't show up. But it's – like I said with the Eagles, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth from that game last year. And I could see Phillip Rivers completing like – I don't know, 49% of his passes on the season, but completing 80% of them in this game. So I'm, it's just, I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see a scenario where Rivers just picks them apart. And so, um, so yeah, not, not really looking forward to that one, I don't think, but at the same time, kind of am. Yeah. Um, I will take my second one and then I will, I guess, transition into the third game that I'm assuming all three of us have. Yeah. So the, Week that I'm dreading is actually week five, which is the bye week. <laughs> I unbelievably hate the early bye week. Like, I think it serves no point, especially week five. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, maybe you have a couple of early injuries and it might help you out. But overall, having an early bye week is never a good thing. You want that later bye week. You want the extra time, like, to get healthy at the end of the season as opposed to early in the season. I mean, so basically all it is is that you're running, what, um, four weeks. So you'll be, what, running, like, 10, 11 weeks in a row with no buys, no nothing, just game after game after game. I mean, running in from the the Vikings into the 49ers, that's, like, a five-day turnaround. Like, yeah. It's just – it's not good, and – Coming off that thirteen and three season, I was really hoping that they would have the, the the late bye week, but unfortunately, week five is it. So I'm not happy about it. So I'm dreading the early bye week. But that will lead us into the game that I'm sure all three of us are dreading, which is week nine at the San Francisco Forty ers So, uh, Sarah, do you have your initial com? Uh, I'm like, wait, I guess I have to. Premises. Is that the game that you are also dreading? <laughs> I'm no. assuming, but... Yes, okay. you assume correctly. I mean, what is there to say? I think this is the one where everyone, when the schedule came out, just looked at it and shuddered a little bit. Like, you were just like, ugh, like that chill went down <laughs> your spine. Um, yeah, I hate it. This is the one where I'm like, I could do without this. And going on the road again, I mean, both times that they went to San Francisco, they just looked pitiful last year. I mean, it was hard to watch. And I love watching Packers. So for me to say that was hard to watch is, you know, that, that doesn't come easy for me. So I, yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't know what else to say besides that. I just, I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say about it is they're getting the, the weirdness out of the way in one fell swoop. The Niners, not, yeah. you knew they were going to play the Niners. Uh, you knew that was going to happen. And you know that's going to be a tough game regardless. And you also know that Thursday night games are very strange. If I'm not mistaken, Steve, I think that uh, Eagles game last year was Thursday night. I might yes, be making it up. Uh, and so they're just like, okay, this one fell swoop, man. Get the Niners game, get on Thursday night. Like that's the that's most a great po- point. That's yeah. the most positive thing I can say about it because, like you said, it's you think about what happened last year. You know, not only the two trips to San Francisco or. or uh, 
you know, San Paulo or Palo Alto or whatever the devil, I can't remember exactly where they're at, but uh, the two trips out there and then also the trip out to, to the Chargers, which I mentioned earlier, none of that was pretty. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the Niners, um, you know, look to have a very good squad that, you know, Kyle Shanahan kind of knows everything that, that LaFleur wants to do, it seems like, and so that kind of hurts, and they've got a really good roster, but also the Super Bowl hangover is is real, like that's a real thing, not to say it's going to hit the 49ers, but also not to say that they're not going to be the world beaters, you know, this year that they were last year, and so uh, I'm bringing optimism, and I'm not supposed to be bringing optimism, the, the turnaround's bad. The turnaround from the Vikings to the Niners. I don't know how much more I can say about it. It's I, I'm trying to talk myself into it a little bit, but um that it's not a it's not a good look. It's not a it's not a pretty schedule for that game, I don't think. No, I mean but let's be honest, the Packers just got mollywopped when it came to any time they played the forty ers yeah. It was just it was a horrible feeling like you knit out outside of like the first pass to Devontae Adams where he took it like 20 yards and then he started talking trash then he got flagged and then as soon as that was as soon as that flag was thrown it was just like it hit the ground and everything just went to the uh you know stranger things it was like the underworld and like it was just a reverse upside down Steve whatever whatever (laughs) I've had I had a a tall glass of bullet uh barrel strength so I'm feeling pretty good right now so the one and only, yeah, the one and only drink for the night. So it was a big old glass of uh, barrel strength. <laughs> but thank you for correcting me. I really appreciate it. Dusty. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, exactly, exactly. That's what you're here for. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's just it's a it's one of those games that you just feel like they're going to get smoked again because the 49ers did a lot of good work in the off season. They added talent. They added people like high impact people right away. When the pack, like Sarah said, the Packers looked like they were drafting for next year and the year after that, and it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see if the Packers can mesh what they want to do for the future with Aaron Rodgers and the offense now. So I'm scared. I'm excited. It's kind of a weird, weird feeling, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll have a different, a different version of uh, Packers San Francisco 49ers than we had the last year. So. With that, let's jump to the games that you guys are most excited to see and witness for the 2020 season. Dusty, let's start with you. What's number one on your list? I'm going. I'm going kind of cheap, and also, uh, who knows how the season's going to play out? I got Week One at Minnesota, um, partially because it's the first game of the season. The first game of the season always just feels bigger, feels more fun. So it's the kickoff of the season. It's awesome, and also I. Um, I just got done rewatching the Week 16 matchup. I'm writing about that'll be up actually today on Cheesehead TV for the Vikings. That was a really fun game with some big plays. Now there was there were some turnovers there that kind of sucked, but that second half was tremendous. Rodgers was kind of on it early and also I guess early in the Week Two game and and late in the Week 16 game. But just a really fun game, and that was in Minnesota. The Week 16 game was uh, those two, I and mean, we just talked about the roster turnover. But it's week one, which means, barring any preseason stuff, uh, both teams are going to be healthy. Those are two, you know, pretty good rosters uh, going up against each other. And it's a, you know, early NFC North matchup. So I'm, I think that week one game against Minnesota is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I actually had that um, as one of mine, too. So I'll just kind of tack on to what you said. I'm just excited in general just because it'll be week one. And it's always so exciting the first game of the season anyways. So the fact that, you know, like they're going to Minnesota, 
And I also think it'd be really interesting if there is no fans and it's a empty stadium and Aaron Rodgers just absolutely goes off in an empty <laughs> stadium against the Vikings. That would be freaking amazing. So, um, so I'm really looking forward to it for uh, those reasons, for all the reasons that you said, Dusty, and uh, hopefully starting the season off one and zero. So. I had I had thought about a while ago too, Sarah, the empty stadium and hearing some of Rogers' checks. I know he likes to have fun with his checks at the line. Just mm-hmm. an empty stadium of Rogers just screaming "Purple Crush, Purple Crush" at the line would kill me. I think I made a I made a comment on that too, didn't I? It was something about like the party boat or the sex boat that, that they had. That would yeah, be a lo- yeah, good. love boat, love yeah, boat, that love boat. That yeah. would be a good one. That'd if they did good. a love boat check, that would be outstanding. <laughs> um, uh, against Sarah, what I'm going to go with is week three at the Saints. That's one of the games I'm most excited for, actually. I think it's going to be just an amazing, like, offensive show. Drew Brees is still still got it. Like, he's back for one more year. I'm excited to see what he can do. And who knows what Taysom Hill's going to bring to the team. So uh, that's going to be some fun stuff to watch. But honestly, like – I think one of the things I love seeing is when the Packers take on top talent teams and can hang with them. And so that's what I'm looking forward to the most is being able to see hit, like Rodgers and Breeze go at it like one more time because I think this is probably it for Breeze from what he was saying. So to me, this is going to be a, a really fun game in the uh, down in New Orleans in the Dome and just kind of going at it like big offense against big offense, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Sarah, what's uh, number two on your list? So I went opposite of Dusty on this one, and I said Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Um, I do agree that the Brady and Rodgers narrative, by the time that time comes, will be very old, and I will be tired of it. Um, But I'm just excited for the game in general, um, similar to what you just said, Steve, about Breeze and Rodgers maybe going at it for the last time. Just the same thing in that way, just with the legacy both of them have left behind. But um, also, if there are fans at the games this season, then I will be going to that game. So that's something to try to look forward to. Again, trying to stay positive, so but also realistic here. Um, so just that that was kind of one that it was on my radar Um from way back um, when, when I saw that uh, that was one of their away games. Um, and, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully Ray doesn't split his pants that game. Or <laughs> when he but um, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? That could be the exciting moment that that game needs. It could be defining <laughs> who knows? That's gonna be like- moment in the uh, Rogers Brady saga that everybody remembers. <laughs> That's gonna be like a touchdown celebration where like they where Brady runs in for a like two yard touchdown, and then Gronk gets on his knees and like tries to rip his pants open. Like I think that could be a thing. <laughs> that sounded way dirtier. Than yeah, I, I don't imagine. I, didn't, in I, didn't my like I apologize. I'm sorry. I was I trying to think of anything like, uh, to say that did not sound terrible, and I could not. <laughs> All right, let's just move on, Dusty. What? <laughs> yes, please. What? What good game are you looking forward to? I'm staying early in the season, man. I'm going week four. It's the week before the bye. Um, they are it's at home against Atlanta. But Green Bay has had some fun games against Atlanta over the years. Uh, I, you, I feel like I never know what kind of team Atlanta is going to bring to the table any given year. Uh, but I, I think this could be. I feel like the Packers really could blow them out of the water. So like Monday Night Football, I feel like 
I feel like the Packers could go nuts and really just kill him heading into the bye. Um, but that's eh, that's 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 kind of it. Um, most of the games are I, I I'm talk I can talk myself in any games, but there's very few I'm super super hyped about this year. But yeah, just I don't know. There's there's a little bit of that history with Green Bay and Atlanta. Uh, and you, you talked about Breeze. I don't know. Matt Ryan is late thirties at this point too. Who knows how much longer he's going? I just I feel like this could be a really fun game. I've got uh, next game is the Bears away week seventeen. I don't know why it just somehow feels like anytime the Packers play the Bears week seventeen, there's something on the line. Yeah. Like there, it's just it, it's always that way. It's just the NFL like scripting whatever they want to script, but like, it just feels like it's gonna mean something again. And whether it's Nick Foles, it's Mitch Trubisky, I don't know who it's gonna be. I mean, my guess is Nick Foles, but who knows if he'll last the whole season? All that kind of stuff. But when you get the, bat, the Packers and the Bears, and you get the last. You know, in 2010, they were playing the Bears to get into the playoffs. They played them in the NFC Championship. Like, it's always a good time when the Packers play the Bears, and getting it the last week of the regular season is just outstanding. So that's one of the games that I'm looking forward to. Um, Sarah, what's your last one? That was mine, too. So we had some overlap there. Don't have much to add. I mean, it's just... Again, a rivalry game, it's always fun, and I like all the banter the week of between Packers and Bears fans on Twitter and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. I almost picked that one as well. Uh, I instead actually went with the Week 12 Bears matchup in Lambeau, just yeah, almost for the same exact reason. It's That one is currently slated for Sunday Night Football, though that time of year that could be flexed. Um, it's late enough. I'm with you, Steve. I like the I like the Week 17 Bears game. Those always feel like. Does feel bigger. There's always feel like there is something on the line for those. Uh, but week 12, I mean, that's late enough in the season that you know we don't know how any of this is playing out now. But that could be if the Bears kind of uh, pick back up a little after our down season last year, they could be back in the hunt. So that could be a pretty big game in terms of um, you know the division, if nothing else. And it's 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 the last Packers Bears game in Lambeau this year, the first and last, I guess. Uh, but it's, it, it's, it's Packers Bears. It's Lambeau. It's late enough in the season to have playoff implications. I, uh, I don't know. I think that one, that one could be a lot of fun. And we went through that, that game last year, the Packers Bears of Lambeau. And that was a blast. So I just, that's just, like you said, Sarah, too, for all of the, the kind of the back and forth, uh, Bears week is always a ton of fun. So, uh, I think that's going to be a really fun game. And uh, for my last game, I'm actually going to channel my inner Dusty Evely, and I'm going to say Week 16 versus the Titans. There we go. I know you wouldn't have thought that was going to be the answer I was going to say, but um, <laughs> basically what I'm kind of looking for is what the Titans run is seems like what LaFleur kind of wants to get into and run. You know, he's got the big Derrick Henry slash A.J. Dillon. He's got, um, you know, a slashing – running back, the Packers have Aaron Jones, like, I feel like by that time in the season, we could be seeing a little bit more of that Matt LaFleur offense, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun if those two, like, offenses are really clicking. I think that could be really, really cool, just to kind of see how that, the maturation of Matt LaFleur's offense into what he actually wants versus the combo of the Mike McCarthy LaFleur offense that was pretty much run last year. So I'm excited. I think that could be, you know, looking right towards the playoffs and showing kind of everybody exactly that the Packers may be a slightly a little bit more run first offense with a huge play action game. Like that could be a lot of fun, um, 
when the two teams are running a very, very similar offense. Dusty, does that kind of peak you a little bit? No, yeah, that's good. I actually kind of looked at that one uh, kind of for that same thing, just that, that kind of style against style. I didn't pick it just because the uh, – if we're talking about run defense, the Derrick Henry just going for 250 scares me a little. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I like the I like the reasoning behind it, Steve. I like that. No, I mean, we can – A.J. Dillon going for 250 versus Derrick Henry. Like, I, as long as it's, like, point counterpoint, like, they can go yeah. against each other. Like, yeah, then that's cool. Then that's cool. I also like the idea of going into that game and thinking that, and then both teams just go spread the whole game. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I'll guess. No, I that's, that's right. Yeah, baby. Uh, okay, well, that should wrap it up for us. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Sarah, you got anything for us? No, I don't. I guess just um, stay happy and stay positive, um, even though things are tough. I'll keep it short and simple. All right, Dusty, what do you got? Articles, videos, what's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah, echo Sarah's point. Yeah, stay safe, healthy. Um, reach out if you want to. We've talked about this before, but our DMs are open if you ever need a chat or anything. So for my other stuff, I've got – I mentioned it earlier at Cheesehead today around noonish. Um, around noonish. I scheduled it. It's at noon. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll be getting uh, – uh, kind of a look back at a few plays from that Week 16's Vikings game, which I think the final was 23-10, but it doesn't really get decided until about six minutes left in the fourth. And so I kind of looked at three to four plays that kind of played into that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there's that big Aaron Jones touchdown run at the end. That's amazing. Um, but it's also a really fun, uh, I think, Kenny Clark sack on, uh, on third down of Kirk Cousins with about eight minutes left. That's awesome. So uh, tune in for that over at Cheesehead. That's great. And then I'm also doing every day over at Packer Report at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, so it's 8 Central. I'm doing uh, Good Morning, and it's just a quick little – right now it's throws. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm taking a throw that that is either fun or memorable or something. Like the one that's, that is going to be coming out today is the one from – was it 2014 – that's the touchdown to Devontae that got called back from holding. One of the best throws I've ever seen. And so you get that – the uh, kind of throw that highlight, but then also give a little bit of context and break down that kind of what was happening and how that happened a little bit more. So uh, it's quick. It's a little little nugget of film study. I think I've done that for the past week now, like every day. Um, so, yeah, go over to Pack Report every morning, and you'll be seeing that for the foreseeable future, I think. Very cool. Uh, I do need to apologize to all the listeners because last week, instead of saying Go Pack Go, I did uh, end the show with uh, living my best life, and I immediately regretted it. Even Dusty and Sarah said uh, that it was awful. and I, So I must I must apologize for the horrible ending to the last show because it just it, it made my heart hurt. I felt unbelievably uncomfortable saying it, and uh, believe me, it will never happen again. So I was uh, really shocked. Like I think I was more shocked than anything. Like, yeah, and one of, uh, and again, you know, it kind of it treaded on the whole like you know I love you guys thing. Like it was supposed to be. I wanted to get the reaction out of you, and I got nothing but like stunned silence. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this didn't go over that well. <laughs> So, uh, again, it, it won't be happening again, I can tell you that much. Um, but, again, echo what Sarah and Dusty said. If if you have any comments, questions, whatever, doesn't have to be about the Packers, just about life in general, our uh, DMs are always open for at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4, at Steve Perhatch. Please follow us uh, as well at Packaday Podcast. And five-star reviews are always our friends, so we really appreciate those. Um We'll be back next week talking some more Packers with you guys. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.